everyone, and welcome to In the Know with Kat Bobineau. Today, my extra special guest is Sharon McDougal, who was a retired chief crew person at NASA who suited up astronauts and did all these amazing things. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, yes, I, mean, I, I just gave us just a short tidbit of what you did at NASA, but could you share with us a little bit more? Yes, I worked with the space program, space shuttle program for 22 years, and we were actually a contractor, United Space Alliance, and we were the largest contractor for the shuttle program side. And so I worked in the uh, shuttle crew escape equipment department, which handled and took care of the orange pressure suits worn by the astronauts. The first it was called the launch entry suit, which is really what it is. And then it got changed up a little bit and then it was advanced crew escape suit, but it's worn for launch and re-entry. And they'll be wearing a very similar suit on Artemis, you know. So they've made a few changes, little nips and tucks here and there, but it's basically the same thing. And so I took care of uh, the crew members. I started off as a suit tech and then I became a crew chief and I was the first black woman in the department, mm -hmm. the first woman period to become a crew chief and the first black person to become a crew chief. And then I became the manager. The last eight years uh, of the shuttle program, I was the manager of the department. And I did all of that without a college degree. Okay, see, I, I done read all that about you and knew a lot about you, but I didn't realize that part. So was mm -hmm, it that's why I to say that for the kids to know yeah. it's possible. Was it straight high school to work, or did you take? I flew to the Air Force. Oh, okay. So that's where I got my training to work with the suits. Mm -hmm. Aerospace physiology specialist in the Air Force for seven years, and that transferred right over because they they got the suits from the Air Force, same suits. So I just, okay. <laughs> well, a friend actually, well, wait a minute, know somebody. A friend actually called and told me they had an immediate opening. My friend Lobo, oh. he was already yeah. working in Houston. And he said, hey, they got an immediate opening. But like I always tell the kids, if I wouldn't have been good at my job, he wouldn't have called me. You ain't going to bring nobody to your job that's half, you know. <laughs> so he thought highly enough to me to, you know, invite me and, and speak up for me before I even got here. Because I did like a cursory phone call. It wasn't even an interview, girl. I was like. He said, call this number. He had already prepped him and told him about me. So I just had to call just to say I want the job pretty much. And boop, 22 years later, I'm still, I'm still there. I ain't mad. I am not right. mad at all. You know what I'm right. saying? I thought I was going to have like second interview panels and all kind of stuff. Nope. No. When you ready to come out? I was like, what? what? I looked at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but you know, and that's the crazy thing is it be like that. You know, we... Yeah. Well, I come from the generation of go to school, work hard, go to college, work hard, get the job. And mm -hmm. although that's true for a lot of people, it's not always true. You know, it's sometimes who you know and you work that job good enough that people notice you and give you that job. So that's, that's was, dope. Uh, yeah, I was lucky the way it turned out, too, because uh, the job was created after the Challenger accident. You notice they weren't wearing pressure suits. Not that that would have saved them, of course, because you saw that Columbia, they had suits. And if it explodes, there's nothing you can do. But it's right. in case you have an emergency, they have another layer of protection, you know, for safety. So they started back wearing the pressure suits for launch and re-entry after the Challenger accident, which created my job. So I, I was in the Air Force from 82 to 90. And so when I got out, I stepped right into that career. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. yeah so you had opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you had that opportunity from going into the Air Force, getting a job and like not looking back. Exactly. Exactly. For the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, 
what made you go into the Air Force? I'm from a small town. I'm from Moss Point, Mississippi. What's up, my people? <laughs> and, uh, and at the time, the only uh, career options, major career options, were working at the paper mill or working at the shipyard. And mm. I thought there was something else out there for me. And I knew I wasn't going to work at the shipyard because that's some hard work. I mean, some hard work. That ain't no joke. Right. And I think the paper mill was on its way out. It wasn't going to be around much long. And I knew I didn't work there either just from smelling it. It smelled horrible. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our yeah, junior high school was right by it. Anyway, it wasn't a lot of opportunities for growth at, at the time. I mean, it's a lot better now, I'm sure. But it wasn't a lot of opportunities. And I just wanted to leave and just go be on an adventure, go somewhere. I didn't want to stay the rest of my life in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But I love my hometown. Don't get me wrong. Love my hometown. Proud of it. I always make sure I mention where I'm from. If Sometimes I forget, but most of the time I do. And so <laughs> I said, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have money to go to college. Uh, let's rewind. Mm-hmm. I lost both my parents at a very early age. So my dad died when I was four, so I don't even remember him. And then my mom was killed in a car accident a couple of blocks from our house when I was seven, in second grade. And so I had to live with my sister and her family from then on. And so it was a little little struggle. You know, I had to do a lot. of I had to grow up really quick. And I didn't have money to go to college. I didn't know how to get grants and all this stuff, you know. So I was like, what am I going to do? I'm stressing out. I'm like, what am I going to do? And the Air Force recruiter. Sergeant Bud Rooker came and spoke to our class <laughs> and that light bulb went off. And I was like, I want to do it. Me, me, me. He said, you can't sign up right now. And so on my 18th birthday, I had my sister take me down to the recruiting office and I enlisted on my birthday. And I went into boot camp um, in September of 82. Oh, wow. And, and that's, how, that's how I got to the Air Force because I didn't have any options. And they said they would pay for your school and all this. So that's why I went in for them to go to college, for them to pay for my college. And they gave me this amazing job in aerospace physiology while I was traveling the world every two months, going to a different country to support the aircraft and the pilots because we had to suit them up wherever they traveled. And I kept mm-hmm. saying, I'll go next semester. I'll go next semester. She didn't ever take one class. <laughs> <laughs> Not one class, girl. I'm so I'm just like, girl. <laughs> anyway, it they worked out for me though. You know, God had a plan. You know, He took my parents, and I was very angry with God for a long time because I just didn't understand why. You know, right? I'm like, why did you do this to me? I'm not even thinking about nothing else. Not not you know my other brothers and sisters or nothing. Why did you do this to me? So yeah. I, was, I, was, I was angry. I was angry. And so I figured I always say he tried to make it up to me by giving me these two great careers and this wonderful family that I have. <laughs> but that's how I got yeah. to the that's how I got to the Air Force because I, I didn't have another option and it sounded good. So I was like, let me try and do my best at it when I do it, you know. Wow, yeah, that's that's an amazing story. And like I'm sorry about your parents, and you know, and that oh, definitely man. has to be tough on a small it, it was. Cause I well, like I said, I didn't really know my dad, but my mom, I was very close. Even though I only had her for the little, you know, my little short seven years, uh, she was my everything. Yeah. She was my everything, and and I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I always say she saved my life because I usually jump in the car most of the time when she's getting ready to go somewhere. I see get her purse or something. I'm like, ooh, and I jump <laughs> in the front seat, have my cracker jacks. I'm ready to go with her, and she kind of paused and looked over at me and said, "You stay here this time, baby." As I said, she knew she knew something was going to happen and she wanted me to be around. 
And so I pouted for a minute and she looked at me with that mama look like, you know, you better get your butt out the car. And so I got <laughs> And so, yeah, and I, I, I don't even know if it was 30 minutes later or what, because, you know, it's not a big town. We heard the sirens and stuff and, you know, older kids ran down and, and saw that she had gotten killed in the car accident. And so that just changed my whole life. So, but I made it wow. through, you know, you know, you know, don't use anything as a crutch or an excuse for not doing the right thing or being great. You know, don't let nothing. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's yeah. A small well, town. Every, I went to, yeah. Well, everybody is now. And they, you know what they say? They see your glory, but they don't know the whole story. And, you know, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And they're like, why, why are you always smiling? Why are you so happy? I'm like, why shouldn't I? I should, why shouldn't I be? <laughs> I have I found quite a few black women who have done so many amazing things, but then you hear their story and you're like, well, damn, you know, yeah, like yeah. you, you yeah. survived. You, exactly. you not only survived, you thrived. Thank you. And that's hard. Yeah, that is hard. But, but I just want people to know, you know, they, they'll think that, oh, and, and of course, everybody's story different and you may not be as strong as the next person. So mm. it may be harder on you, and but we'll be we'll be like, oh, that ain't that bad. Like you don't, but you don't know everything, you know how it affects no. somebody mentally or how strong you know. Everybody's different, so I don't like to hear when they say, oh, that ain't she have it that bad. Why she only talking about she lost her parents? That ain't that like really. I, I've had somebody actually yeah. say, well, that wasn't that bad. But it, you didn't live it though. You're not me, right? So it didn't happen to you. Yeah, how it happened to <laughs> right. Yeah, so I don't understand that because I be like, uh, my trauma is not your trauma. Exactly. So, you know, you're not in my head and in my heart. You don't. You don't know how it's affecting me. You know. Right. So, but I made it through, and I had, and and uh, thankful, of course, my my oldest sister, uh, Jane, she did let me live with her in the family. So you know, I'm always grateful for that because I could have been in a orphanage or something. You know. And then yeah. of course I had uh, amazing school teachers who really uh, helped me along the way. One in elementary school for sure that stands out is Mrs. Jennings. In the second grade, when my mom got killed, she noticed a huge change in me because I was that kid mm-hmm. that loved school and always raising their hand and just loved school, you know, just a light right. when I come to school. And she noticed how I changed after my mom got killed. And so she started paying extra attention to me, giving me them little hugs and cuddles because now at home, I was older than all my sister's kids. So I was a big girl. I wasn't getting treated like a little kid, like when my mom was alive, you know? Right. So I was, you know, very withdrawn now and just not talking, not wanting to do anything, just just sad. I'm sure I was a bit depressed. I'm sure I was. And so she just started paying extra attention to me, you know, hugging on me and praising me a little more than normal. You know, stuff, you know, little stuff just to get me out of my little funk. And it helped. And I thank her to this day. I, I went by and saw her the last time we were at home. She's still she's still there. And then Mrs. Owens my, in the high school, when I started stressing about not knowing what I was going to do. She, when Mrs. Owens talked to me, she make you feel like you can do anything and you're the best thing walking. And I'm sure she did it for other students, but I felt like it was just for me. <laughs> I could just see her. Yeah, I, I could just see her and I would stand a little taller and, you know, feel a little better just seeing her. She wouldn't have to say nothing to me. And so just by her saying that, and she even wrote something to that effect in my yearbook. Like I'm sorry, I'm sure they do it for all the kids, but you know, yeah. <laughs> to me. <laughs> right. So she made me feel like I, I was invincible. You know, that one teacher. So those two teachers are standouts. And in junior high, Mr. Rayner, it was a, a, a male teacher. 
he was over student council. So he kind of had an effect on me, but those two ladies really stuck with me and really made me feel like I, I was special and couldn't do anything. Right. It sounds like they had like a, almost a motherly very much you know, so. figure to you and, and you looked up to them and they guided you in the correct way, they which did. is what teachers hopefully do, you yeah. know? So that's, yeah. that's really dope that you had that. And, yeah. and then you took that experience and that I can do what I want to do. And you took it to the air force. I mean, yeah. traveling, I don't think, of course, people don't think of all the careers you can have when you go into the armed forces. Amazing. I'll tell all kids. My kids wouldn't. I tried to talk both my kids until they were like, because <laughs> everybody don't have the amazing uh, journey that I had in the military. I was just right. girl, I had some angels with me. And I always say it's my mom and dad. But to get that job at 18 out of a small town, Moss Point, Mississippi, you know, that kind of job, you should have had a degree. And, <laughs> you know, you come in there and they train you on the job. You, I went to a technical school at the School of Aerospace Medicine just to get the basic mm-hmm. physiology and things like that and how to run the altitude chamber and the dive chamber. That was my real job. But working with the pressure suits was an extra duty when I got to my base. The specific okay. base, they had the spy planes, the reconnaissance aircraft, and they wore the pressure suits because they flew so high and so fast. Right. So that was the fun part of the job because the chambers were boring. Oh my God, I'm so glad those. <laughs> girl, I'm glad those planes were there. <laughs> Cause that I chamber. feel like those chambers, those chambers are fun if you're in the chamber. You know what I mean? Boring. But if you're watching the chamber, I can see oh, that oh being boring. It was so boring. If I would just had to do that every day, I probably would have killed myself. I'm playing, <laughs> y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm playing. Not for real. And no, it is, no, I, I'm just saying I want nobody to take that literal. I'm just playing. No, no, no. We're not going to take that literal. But, you know, I, I did a space camp back when I was 10th grade. And mm-hmm. Alabama, and I did that dive tank and that that mm-hmm. big old tank in Alabama, and you get to pick up like a ton ball and it's nothing. And yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, if I had to be on the outside watching, doing it daily, yeah, no, yeah, I don't see that being fun. Exactly, girl. So by mm-hmm. uh, like I said, by having those suits there, that was the fun part. That's part that allowed us to travel. And I mean, for seven years, I was really at the base three and a half because every two months we deployed to somewhere else. To support the aircraft. So where's your favorite places that you got to go? Ooh, the last place I went was Greece, and that one might be kind of at the top. It was mm. so beautiful. And then we hardly worked over there. Oh, my. It's it, And going on, it's called TDY, temporary duty. It's mm-hmm. almost like a vacation because you don't work every day like back in the States because the plane right. doesn't fly every day. They might fly once a week, maybe twice a week. And so that, and then in Greece, you didn't even wear a uniform. You wore civilian mm. clothes. So that was another thing. So I was like, shoot. It's the life. And I was about to get out, though. So it was like, <sighs> so uh, the places I got to rotate to on a normal basis was uh, Japan, Korea, England, Greece, and Florida. They had Patrick Air Force Base in Florida. So I tried to, I, I went the most, I think, to Japan, Kadena Air Base in Japan. And that mm-hmm. was fun. That was my very first one. Like I said, 18, 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. You get to see the difference of how they live over there. Girl. It's just like and they love, they, they just adore because you know we have the big eyes and they, they want their yeah. eyes big and, and they're just like like you're just a phenomenon. They want to touch you. <laughs> they want to take pictures with you. I don't yeah. know how yeah. many family albums yeah. I'm in, and I'm just like thank you. Me too, girl. I was on the uh, beach. Yeah. 
a funny story. I was on the beach and, you know, I had put baby oil on. So I'm out there frying like a piece of bacon. But they thought that's how I got dark. They wanted to know what. So people stood in line down the beach for me to squirt baby oil in their hand because they thought it was going to make them get darker. Wow. <laughs> and then, like you said, taking family portraits, they lined up to take pictures with me. I wish I would have been thinking about it. I could have charged them. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? I, I am a famous person. So you, you're going to have to charge $5. Right. For this. Oh, wait a minute. You say you mentioned famous person. When I was in Greece, I swear they had never seen no black person in their life, but on TV. So here we go. I'm going to the clubs and stuff. They treated me like I'm a celebrity. I got called everything from Flo Joe to Michael Jackson to Janet Jackson to Whitney Houston. <laughs> only famous black person they knew. That's who I was. But hey, they treated me like they they part the sea, let me come up front, give me the best table. I was like, what? I ain't never leave a Greece. Wow. <laughs> now, I wonder if they like that now because everyone I see go to Greece. Is going for photo shoots and they doing you know that big yeah they got that here in Houston now I saw on Facebook they people are doing it in, in the states now they said you don't have to go to Greece just to do that it's like hey get your get I your mean, I feel like that I mean that's cool and all but you ain't gonna have a backdrop like Greece backdrop so that's cool always I'm not gonna hate on nobody's game but yeah yeah I saw I saw the advertisements uh on Facebook that they're doing it here. But yeah, I like, like you said, that white, all those white buildings and all oh, that blue water. Mm -hmm. yeah. That blue water, all that. I, I'm yeah. not, I probably just ain't seen it, but I bet it's out here in California. Would not be surprised. Oh, I'm sure it's probably more than here here in Houston. I bet it is. But that yeah. was, yeah, that, the, Greece was probably one of my favorites because the food was so delicious. It was so beautiful. I didn't have to wear a uniform. We only worked a little bit. So Greece was definitely wonderful. The food, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything. I, I, try people, I try to tell people, man, the food out of the country, out of the United oh, States, it's something else. It's, okay. it's something not, else. Not, not in England, though. There's kind of blank. I don't know. I, you know, I've actually never been to England. I'm kind but of blank. The food I had in New Zealand. Like, Who else to go the, there? Yeah, the food, the way it looked, and the way that people treated you, I was like, you just keep my ticket, return ticket, because I ain't going back. Like, right? There's no point. What, 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 what movie was it? Uh, what did he say? Put, put your bomb on the phone. I ain't, yeah. I ain't, coming. <laughs> I ain't coming back. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hold uh, night. <laughs> I ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> put the bomb on the phone. <laughs> sunshine got me. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, New Zealand was sunshine for me, because I was right? like, oh, Ooh, I was I like this is how we live. All right. Yeah, this how we do it. Okay. I had to check no, that I out. I was like, I don't need to go back. I don't need to go back. It's cool. But so here's a good question. Okay. With you doing all the uh, gearing up for these flights that pilots are flying in these amazing mm -hmm. high altitude fast, did you ever get in the plane? I didn't fly in the plane, but I had to get in it every time to because I had to load the seat kit, the survival kit, and the parachute in it. And then go back and sue up the crew member and test them and drive them out to the flight line and walk them up the ladder to get into the aircraft and then strap them in. So I got into it. I just I didn't get to fly in it. It was like for dictionaries and VIPs, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, you see that because it wasn't it one. Of, it was one of the president's wives who got an opportunity to fly like that, and they were just like, I forget which it's one. Not, and it, I, it's so wrong because you think they will let you know at least have some kind of drawing or something to let us 
since we work on work with it every day and, you know, suit them up and take care of their life support all these years, you know, let us get a chance to fly in the back seat or something. Yeah, I they had to kept you alive so you could have let yeah. me ride with you, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. But no, unfortunately, no, no ride in the space shuttle or the SR-71 or U-2. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's interesting because I was talking to someone about the movie Top Gun, right? Mm -hmm. And so you see, you see movies like that. They're the ones, the pilots or whatever. But you see... I'm assuming people like you, the ones who mm -hmm. strapping them in, walking them up the ladder, getting them yeah. up and down, all that good yeah. stuff, but they don't highlight that. No, hidden but in plain sight. That's what I always say, hidden in plain sight. We're in pictures, we're in videos, but nobody, they only see that we're invisible. So that's why I had the uh, hidden figure title after the movie. Actually, I didn't even tell my story until after the movie Hidden Figures came out. Because I didn't feel like I was a hidden figure, like I said, because I was in photos with Dr. Jemison and other crew members, and you know, I wasn't hidden, but right. I was, I was hit night. Nobody paid attention to me or anything. You think you think somebody would have said, Okay, this is the first black woman going in space. Who's the other black woman with her in the picture? <laughs> Never, right, right, right. right. So after that movie, no, 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 me to you know what, I called my hometown newspaper. Uh, a young man named Tyler Carter worked with the Mississippi Press at the time, and and oh. I uh, I emailed him and then uh, put my number and stuff. And he said, "Can I call you?" He's like, "This is amazing, blah blah blah." I'm like, sure. And it's like he didn't know, and he's from you know my lives in my hometown. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this is crazy. <laughs> and so you know, social media got a hold of it and it kind of spread a little bit. And I had a few interviews and stuff, but it was just a trip that I thought people knew, but they really didn't. You know, well, even though I was you know, in this. That's interesting because I feel like I've seen that photo mm -hmm. of Mae Jemison. A lot of people have seen that photo because they use it all the time. Right. Oh, so you know, it's just like, On the front of this book, this is the photo. Oh, oh. Ah, scientists get dressed. That's me right okay. there. Suiting her up. Yeah, I was just about to pull it up too and be like, yeah. that, uh, that's uh, it's another lady wrote that book and she used that as the cover. And she when she found out who I was, she sent me a copy. <laughs> Cause you know it's a NASA a photo. It, it don't belong to us. Right. And they allow oh, people to use it, you know, use the photos. But yeah, that's the famous photo that's been going around forever. Oh, this year, September twelfth will be the thirtieth anniversary of the flight. Oh wow. Thirtieth anniversary of that iconic mission. And also on that mission, STS-47 that May went up on, you had your first married couple, uh, first Japanese, and first black woman. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's that so was cool. That was iconic. Yeah, yeah. That was first, first, a lot of first. And it was, you know, I was the first and only in my department, too. So, And it's the year I got married. <gasps> 30 years. <laughs> so she started oh off with yeah, she started off with Sharon Caples as her suit tech, but when she by the time she launched, I was Sharon McDougal. <laughs> oh wow! Do you uh, keep up with May Jemison? Uh, I've spoken to her, but no, we don't like chat. Like we're not girlfriends or nothing. We had a great working relationship, but you know, after she left, mm -hmm. and she invited me to um, her space camp, her science and technology camp in Chicago after she left the uh, program, and I went out and took a suit and talked to the kids and stuff in Chicago. And then she invited me to. Uh, she did a women, what is it, women of color in flight gala event. It was a weekend event where she invited all the different women of color from different, you know, aerospace flying type fields. 
and came out and I did a, we did a lot of community service, went out to schools and things and talked to the kids. Mm-hmm. And then it, it ended it with a um, big gala on that Saturday night. And she recognized a lot of us for our roles that we played and stuff. So it was it was beautiful. All those amazing women of color. man. I was like, I was like a little like I was geeked. I was like, oh, my God, trying to talk to everybody. And so many bad women up in there. I was like, wow, from all different countries different races and got helicopter pilots and you know generals running armies and in other countries and stuff and i mean it was awesome it was awesome i'll never that, forget man, it was that, so I, I, I'm, not even, I'm not where it ends like i don't even like it but, but i'm talking about just anybody with a career like me i didn't fly but i you know yeah. i suited up the crew members but she for her to put me in the same category as these women Girl, I, I was about to cry. I had the ugly picture when I took with them when they called me up on the stage because I wasn't expecting that. I don't know. This is like, like I say, pilots and astronauts and not a suit tech. But she said because yeah, I took and she recognized me in the same group with these women. And I was just blown away. So she didn't have to do that. But she, you know, I was just like, whew. Look, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, whew. Well, <laughs> it was awesome. You know what? And I have seen that picture. Exactly what picture you talk about? Because I had the ugly, I had the ugly squinched up cry fake girl. You don't need to find that picture. No, I, okay, because I found it. I found it, uh-huh. and I don't see you. You don't look like you was crying. Let me see. Okay, <laughs> I don't think you have the right one. Oh, you don't okay. have the right, right. right Okay, no, I do. I do. Here we go. You see it? Oh no, no, no! That ain't it, girl. That ain't it. But that's the okay, one that happened. That's the meme. That's the one everybody had a meme where they're talking about. What are these five people having? Come, t- they all astronauts. I'm like, no, they ain't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have to I, I, I put women in gala and flight, and that's what I put. So that's what. Yeah. You but it's a meme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the picture I, I actually took with my own little camera too. That was before you know cell phones. I had a. <laughs> People probably took it because I'm the one that said, Oh, y'all come over here so I can get it. That's why I was like, I gathered them up so we can do the picture. <clears throat> That's cool. So, like, yeah, the in that there, I got to hang out with her, and you know, I mean, she read mm-hmm. the piece, you know, she recently yeah. passed on, but it was just so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Oh, I wish she would have did it again. I thought it was gonna be like an annual thing, but they just did it that one time. Oh, my goodness, but yeah, because yeah, I would. I try to sneak in the door because oh, you she know. probably wouldn't allow people to come because it was a huge, huge room. I mean, ju- I mean, she had she even had people like judges and I mean, it was all kind of powerful women up in that room. I'm sure I didn't get to meet a lot of them. Yeah, because I sure would have been like, excuse me, <laughs> hi, because you sound amazing. It's just, and when they're reading, they had like somebody behind us, the voice of God, reading all the introductions before the person came up on stage. And I'm just sitting there mm. chatting with everybody, just, you know, acting silly at the table and whatnot. And they started reading the next one. And all of a sudden, I heard something like crew chief or something. I'm like, oh. and then they said something. I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> you know, you start hearing parts of the bio. And I'm like, what? Because yeah. they didn't tell me I was getting no, no. And I did like a little kid. I did. And I was like that the whole time until I had to go on stage. Because I was just in shock. If you would have heard these women's bios, resumes, girl. And she put me in the same. She said, you took care of me. 
And a funny story about that. I actually assigned myself to her. Oh, nice. <laughs> I you, to make were, you sure. the, were you the crew chief then? Hold on. I had nope. only been there a year. Oh. So look. And you was like, no, I'm going to do this. And I when this. I heard the first sister was getting ready to go to space, I'm already plotting like, yeah. And they already know. that Without it even being said. But anyway, when the, the flights get assigned, we have a big board out in our department on in the on the wall. And the supervisor comes out and he'll write the astronauts' names down. And when he got the Mae Jemison, I snatched a marker and wrote my name by hers. I only been there a year. And after I did it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> Come out of snatch. Right. <laughs> but he I'm just like, like well, we knew you wanted to suit her. Uh, <laughs> and I was like looking around like somebody there, somebody to say something. I'm like, what? What? Wow, and you were she had the best care, and she didn't want to have to yeah. worry about it. the suit was gonna be the last thing she had to worry about, you know, because you never you know. Were the, um, you were the only woman, the only right? black woman. It was another only woman in there when I got there. Yeah. Okay. Only, only black, black woman. woman and the only black person. Yes, and then later on we did get other black, you know, other black people, but it was men from the air force. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, that's that's just so dope. Like, how did you feel? Once she actually launched, everything was good. And Girl, she was the best. It was the best fact is electricity that morning, like electricity in the air. When she came in, and we already had such a good rapport. And May was so, she, she's still so awesome, not was. But during this time, I mean, she'd be like my girlfriend. We just talking about like regular girl stuff, you know, hair, clothes. Yeah. And then she'll turn around and, and go into super astronaut mode and be talking to somebody. About stuff I, worse, I don't even know. <laughs> and then put right back around to me, girl. Da, da, da. I'm like, who is this woman? <laughs> I mean, she flip it on and flip it. Right. She turned around and handled whatever question they had with the utmost professionalism and likes her super educated self. And I'm just like, because I'm like, I was 20, 26 or 27, so I was young still, you know. Mm -hmm. And the and she and she just. Her, the air about her, she just, she was so cool, but she, but you demanded respect when she come up in there. But so cool and personable. I mean, she would put out little letters like to folks about, like the people that her family or whoever that's come, coming to see her for launch. She was sent out letters. Mm -hmm. They were like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Not like, dear sir or ma'am. <laughs> like, yo, 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 yo. Wow. That. And I was just like, man. <laughs> but we had a good, very good relationship. Uh, I, I was in the room when she came in for her very first fit check. And mm. they have to do that after they get assigned. They have to come in. We just have like their street sizes. So we'll have, I'll have different sizes laid out to figure out what she'll need and do the nipping and tucking and, and lace and tightening and loosening. And they were just men's suits. So I had to, you know, tighten her. She had a little bitty waist, but she had them mm. hips and swerving curves, baby. So I had to tighten up that waist. And, you know, the men's suits were just straight up and down. They didn't have... Uh, they didn't have women's suits at that time. So I had to do it. And when she first walked in, I don't think she noticed me because, you know, it was all white people in the room and me. And it was a small room. And she went into the dressing room and uh, got, got her underwear on and stuff and came back out. And then I was by the chair. And you know how you look at each other like, <laughs> but you don't say that? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Good morning, Dr. Jewison. I will be your suit technician. I will be taking care of you. And boy, we were just grinning inside big, but just a little bit on that. <laughs> so I'm walking through everything and explaining everything to her. And she was mm -hmm. super cool. 
uh, got her sized up and everything and measured, suited up, and then pressurized her to check everything out, make sure everything felt good. And after it was over, we were still like a little geeked, you know, like, yes, another full stuff in here. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I was taking it for a whole year and then launched. Yeah. And then when she came back, I was there to, to retrieve her when they when they landed as well. And oh, then, yeah. um, did you ever watch the Black Lady Sketch Show? Yes, I love the Black Lady Sketch Show. <laughs> that courtroom that scene. Yes. yes, that's my favorite. Like Black Lady Courtroom. Yes. That's how it be. That's how it be. Yeah, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I see you. I see you. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so you what? Oh, okay. Yes, all of that, and and know what she's doing too. Don't get a twist. Yes, yes. So you're like, smart. That's why I make sure I let the little girls know you. You gotta try to uh, bring your beauty down. You you be cute and smart. Put on your lipstick. Oh, no. and come on up in yes. there and do your job. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no. You don't have to separate smart and cute at uh -uh. all. Not at Period. all. Mm -mm. Let me try to downplay your cuteness. For who? For what? You know, there is no reason to. You know, unfortunately, it's a lot of women still think they have to look a certain way to be taken seriously. And some men still think that way, too. If they're cute, they, they bubble heads or whatever. And that's when, when you show them. You show them better than you can tell them. That's all you got to do. But you know show what, them. though? Um, that's so true because this. I've been doing this podcast for a few years right mm -hmm. and even before this it was kind of, i wanted to do it as a television show i wanted to go out peep meet people where they are and show yeah. people and people of color especially doing these amazing jobs but then everybody i met in television was like no you got to be sexy sexy sales you gotta be like let's do a, a photo shoot of you in a bathing suit and a lab coat mind you this is pre-kid what yeah, and they're like, you know, the only way this is gonna get out there is and you, and you see that that's a lie. Ain't nobody doing that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But at the same time, the people who are insta famous and all that good stuff. Well, that yeah, I'm, I'm talking about ones where you're using your mind a little more. Those you don't see Tamron Hall or <laughs> astronauts or nobody else. You know, well, doing that to true, be on TV. True. And I, but I was gonna say like. Because my biggest thing when I, I used to do talks before the pot or before the pandemic, mm -hmm. and I'd be like, you know, name me one woman, don't care what color they are, one woman mm -hmm. on television talking about science. And it would be crickets. <laughs> You've made my point. I'm trying, I'm trying. I mean, they'll have a few things on news and stuff every now and then, but not a show just with a woman in science that I can think of. Except no, we the, got except the kids shows. Now, see, well, hold on, CBS is Unstoppable. That little Dream Team show on Saturday mornings. Miranda, uh, Miranda Cosgrove, what's her name? The little girl. Well, she's a young I lady now. But no, it, yeah, it's all about women in STEM. I'll have to look it up. It's, look up CBS Unstoppable. And they have a show okay. every Saturday morning that's all about STEM. And they have women on there from STEM, different STEM fields. So, yeah. I think her name is Miranda. Let me see. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna you see it? You see it? I see. I see. 
Mission Unstoppable. That's it. That's it. I never was unstoppable. Unstoppable. But yeah, it's a different on their Instagram and everything. It's always they're shooting out different women from different STEM fields. It's all about science oh, and STEM. This is the this is the girl from um iCarly. Or something like that, right? or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's nice. I, I watch it Saturday morning like a little kid. It's it's really good. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to check that one out because I didn't even know that one existed. Yeah, and their Instagram. All they're always posting different women. They'll do spotlights. Yes, I see it. I'm, I just mm -hmm. I found her Instagram, so I'm definitely mm -hmm. gonna be following this. So mm -hmm. I'm jealous, you know. But she is already <laughs> famous, so I can see why they gave her the show. But I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay. Gotta know somebody. <laughs> yeah, I's I'm like, but you know, where's well, our where's our like Neil deGrasse Tyson or where's our Bill Nye, the science guy. Like, where's the female yeah. version of this that I know? It's I, I have to just Google it. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's nowadays. By now, I'm sure it's out there. But it's just not promoted like those guys, though. You know, it, it might just okay, be well, that was, channels. Yeah, that that was my dream for a long time until well, I had well, so why, many. Why are you not having a dream anymore? Well, it was because so many men was just like, no, sexy. You gotta be sexy. You gotta do it this way, this way, this way. And I'm not saying that the dream is not there. I say okay. the dream got got deferred. deferred. Yeah, you just deferred. you were just talking to the wrong people because those guys obviously think that's all that sell. They have the one one track one sided mind like that. You don't have to, to be, go to the next go to the next until you get who you want and what you want. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know got pregnant, had a baby. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. He's a little I'm bit sure. older. You know, I can refocus on that. Yeah, but you know, I'm just like. Check out this show, Mission Unstoppable, but it sounds like yeah, what it's, I it's wanted good. to do. Mm -hmm. Go really talk good. to you people like as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you, uh, we're going to go back to you. Mm -hmm. So you did this career for 22 years yes. and you retired. So what happened after retirement? What did you decide? Uh, I was off for a year, just luxuriating and enjoying not working because I've never not worked. As you know, I went in the Air Force right out of high school, so... Um, I was enjoying that year off. I thought I was uh, retired until my husband said, uh, ma'am, you going to get a job. <laughs> so I'm working in safety right now as my day job. But my author gig is what my I'm really focused on, you know, having my book suit up for long to a shame. Tell us about the book. So the book, the premise of the book is, to, of course, uh, educate you about the orange launch entry suit worn by all astronauts that flew aboard the space shuttle and that will be flying on Artemis as well. They actually have a dummy, a mannequin suited up <laughs> for the Artemis for the first mission. But anyway, the premise is it's a mother-daughter conversation. Daddy and little brother, they're going to do something. It's, it's girls' day. So mm -hmm. mom asks Shay what she wants to do and Shay decides she wants to play dress up. And then she's thinking, hmm, what do I want to dress up as? So she goes through the different thoughts. Then she lands on astronaut, right? Because girls can be whatever they want to, of course. Mm -hmm. And so her mom, being a former suit tech, makes it a teachable moment and said, well, before we play dress up, let me tell you all about that orange suit. And so she walks through the steps the same way I would when I go out and talk to the kids at the school. So the same questions they would ask and things I would say in the book. So they walk through the different steps about the suit and the equipment. And then at the end, Shay's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> so I still want to play dress up after her mom tell her all that stuff. Uh, so it is so cute. I get look, I get more feedback from grown-ups. They be like, I didn't know that. What? I didn't know that. I'm like, I told you you're gonna like it more than your kids. I told you. 
but it's written in such a fun way because it's a conversation between the mom and daughter. And her daughter keeps saying, now can we put it on? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Are unfair. we done yet? Exactly. <laughs> so, and I wanted to make sure I had the, I put the, you know, the whole family unit because I don't want nobody thinking, you know, everybody knows single mom. We got whole families. The whole, <laughs> whole family don't play. They start off at the beginning at the breakfast table and then they end it with them coming back home. So make right. sure y'all know we got everybody at home. There you go. Because yeah, we yeah. not gonna go, you know what? They're single moms, they do great. Not gonna hate. And that's but, fine. But uh, you know, don't be thinking that's how it always is. Right. No, no. I read so many other people's books and I'm like, let me just go on. Pandemic gave me the perfect opportunity to sit down and just write it. It only took like an hour to not even that long because it's what I talked about for all them years, you know. So I just yeah. canceled it. Had to uh, get in the illustrations. That's what took the longest. The book could have been out like the year, the first year of the pandemic if I knew how to draw myself. <laughs> yeah. so I had to go. Where did you end up? Yeah, we're uh, the first one. Yeah, the first one I found on Fiverr. It's a website that people have there. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where they could go find editors and everything. And I, he was yeah. going good. He was like had half of the illustrations done, half the book done, and then he bowed out. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to die. I was just like, I just because I, I was ready to just get my book out. You know how once you get it on paper, it's like okay, I want to see it come to fruition. So I found somebody right. else, another person. He probably did 10 illustrations, then he bowed out. I'm like, you know what? I'm about to give up. And so then I went on Facebook. Uh, it's a Facebook page for authors and illustrators and whatnot. I went to that page and I was like, look, I'm so-and-so. I need an illustrator that can complete the job. If you got anything going on, please do not contact me. If you can't, just focus on my book and get my illustrations. And one young lady replied and sent me pictures of her illustration. I'm like, thank you. And so she came on board and she finished it. But um, I did have a few little bumps in the roads. Uh, it's Christy L. Pimenta. She did a great job. I mean, she just like like she was in my head. She, she knew what I wanted. Look at little Shay. Hey, she's the cutest little thing. <laughs> she's so cute. And uh, she can't, yeah. And and I let her have some freedom with you know I wasn't all like beating her down. No, I wasn't exactly like this. I let her have some freedom, some creativity with it, putting it together. Mm-hmm. And you know I might have added it or said you know no, nah, that's not is that you know. It had to be really off it out in the left field for me to say no, because I wanted her to. I wanted her because she'd be like a reader, reading it, you know, and she can visualize. I, of course, I sent her pictures of the suit and different stuff so she can get it kind of close, but it's still cartoonish. It's not exactly to scale as what the suit really is. And I didn't go over every detail of the suit because the book would have been a dictionary, you know, trying to go over everything. And I didn't want it to be all super technical. I wanted it to be light and fun, but still educational. And so that's what to get with Suit Up for Launch with Shay at SharonCaplesMcDougal.com. But if you just oh, have yes, to do so. Amazon, if you have to do Amazon, you can, but I prefer you do my website. So I can get I, all my points. Well, check out your <laughs> website. Yes, girl, there she is. Ah. Mm-hmm, I see that look. You look at uh, you, look nice you, right there. you can click out of that and go to the rest of the web page at ah, the top. I'll, yeah, close that mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, modern day hidden figure. And the way to get to the book, you would go up to oh my glasses, I can't see. Uh, the work with shop. me. You said work. What is it uh, about Sharon? Shop about Sharon's uh, shop. 
Is the shop, the shop up there? Yeah. I don't know where I put my thing. Right, I'm looking for them. Oh, there they go. <laughs> <laughs> let me, go, real let me go to shop. Okay. No, it's it's. I think it's under. Yeah, under shop. Oh, the speaker part is under about sharing. That's the part I was looking at today. And there uh, it is. I even have little. Yeah. Masks. If anybody want a little slip for launch with shade mask, I have those as well. But yeah, there's a book. Oh. Just order it. And if you order in the notes, when you order it, put who you want me to sign it to and your address, of course, so I can get it signed and mailed out to you. And okay. you can't get that with Amazon. You can't get no autograph with Amazon. No. Come on no. to the website. Not gonna get that person, you know. No, signature it's a personal touch. I'm sorry, I'm coming down from this cold. Oh, you pulled that. It gave me from daycare. Girl, that's what's bad about them little ones. <laughs> home. Mm-hmm. They don't you be don't get it they don't bring it to you. <laughs> Maybe fine. They don't get it worse than the kids. You mm-hmm. know, he was sick for one day. I've been sick since Thursday. Oh, you pulled that. Uh, it's it's bad, well, you know but it's just a cold. Because <laughs> it's just a cough now. Yeah. But you know, everybody, think, everybody gonna think it's monkeypox, though, if you cough too much. <laughs> I be trying to cough at work so they can send me home. But right? Like, you know, yeah, they you don't need me. If anything, you have to take a test because you never know. Because everything, everything is the same symptoms. I mean, it's like you don't know what you get. I don't know. I took a test early yeah. on. Not COVID. I've already had COVID. I know mm-hmm. what that feels like. Yeah, I had, I had it back in a what, May or June? I can't remember. But yeah. yeah, girl. It's not the business. But yeah, yeah, so you got this this website, so they can go on there, check you out. Yes. Uh, go back to the homepage and share mm-hmm. it in the comments. Yes, thank you. So people can go ahead and check you out, get your book. Um, but what else do you have on the horizon? Mm-hmm. I know the book speaking... Yeah, a lot of speaking engagements coming up. Um, And people, uh, Black History Month and Women's History Month, only two months out of the year. I'm available all year. (laughs) They want to call you every, for those two months. (laughs) All year. STEM is available all year, not just in those two months. (laughs) All year long. So, yeah, that's when I really get busy. But I've been I've been doing I've been pretty busy as far as with going out reading my book uh, at schools and they purchase the purchasing the books in bulk so that's always great instead of one and two books. Um, <clears throat> I have um, hold on I got some other stuff coming up I don't want to lie let me look at my calendar because she is she lives by the calendar baby and you know I just came from the scrub I said a long <laughs> so I was down there for that. Uh, with the social, with the influencers. So we were trying to pump it up on uh, all of our social media pages. We have a STEM carnival coming up on September 10th. I'll be there. It'll be at the YMCA here in Houston. I, I don't have the address on me right now, but uh, I'll be there. And it's going to be a great time. It's put on by uh, Mommy and Me, the Listers. And what's next after that? I have. I'm going to see Donna Ross in Vegas. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I know that don't have nothing to do, but I'm excited. <laughs> uh, what else? I have something. I just can't think of it. Oh, uh, 
I'll be reading. I'll also be reading at the YMCA in October, doing a reading. Uh, I'll be receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award in October. So I'm excited about that. That's dope. Yeah, I thought that was wonderful. Oh, man. Um, I'll be at the Houston Air Show. It's a big deal out here in October, last weekend of October. So I'll be mm-hmm. at the table there with the um, the military the military women. They're going to have a whole tent of military authors. So I'll be one of the tables there. So hopefully everybody come by and see us. That'll be uh, October 28th weekend, the 29th and the 30th. So come on out there, y'all. And of course, Veterans Day is coming up on the 11th. I'll be speaking. Um, got a couple places for that. So that's another time I have kind of good, you know, it's during uh, Veterans Day. And then I have, I'm a mentor for several organizations. I'm a mentor with the Twist organization, Together We Stand Tall for Girls here in Houston. I'm a mentor with the Patty Gray Smith Fellowship. That's Those are college students. Uh, of color, so and I and when I, when they asked me to be a mentor, I'm like, y'all realize I don't have a degree, right? <laughs> I just make sure y'all that's clear. So it's like, no, right? That's, I just want to, you know, I want to go into no false pretenses. And they're like, oh no, 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 just because of your career and what you've done. And so I was like, okay, I just want to make sure. I mean, I could be a mentor, but I just want y'all to know. And right. I, I, I can tell them, yeah, yeah, to make sure. Yeah, they thinking mm-hmm. I'm kind of act like I got some. Um. And then I'm a mentor. Oh, I have a big brother. I'm a, I have a little. I'm a big. I'm in the Big Brothers program, Big Brother Big Sister program, and that's another group. Who's the other group I'm with? <laughs> Look at so many. I mean, forget. <laughs> Together we stand. Um, I'm a member of Unveiled Aspirations. I'm the executive administrator, and then I am a modern figure and modern figure hidden figure ambassador for that girl and oh i'm a red a member of the red hat society and uh, my chapter is divas with attitude and whimsical wings so that's like a social club for ladies we just go out and have fun and dress in red and purple <laughs> just a fun time so i think that's all. A lot. I'm, yeah. I'm very busy and i volunteer you know mentoring is volunteering but i try to do other volunteering in between you know when i have a chance like working in the community gardens and dating the homeless and things like that. I just try to give back as much as I can, you know. So do you ever do, I know a lot of that stuff is in Houston. Do you ever do virtual talks as well? Girl, or do you fly out? Girl, I love virtual. Do you know how many people you can touch virtual? Yeah. I read to different yeah. countries, especially during COVID. Girl, I read to so many schools and I read to kids in Australia, England. <laughs> I've read the kids everywhere. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, you might not get a whole lot of book sales, but I didn't I didn't mind because I just wanted to get some exposure and, and I love reading to the kids. So, yeah, I, I did a lot of virtual reading. Oh, my goodness. All A lot of schools in Florida. A friend of mine, Dana Newman, she hooked me up with a lot of teachers in Florida. So I did a lot of virtual readings there, too. That's cool. And so do they just go to your website to to talk to you about getting doing that virtual? They are. Uh, at the time, they were just emailing me. And through figure at gmail.com. So that's figure at gmail.com. But now my website is up and they can go and book me through there. Okay. At the time, my website was being built or updated. So I told people to just email me. 
And my assistant will get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) And then they can also. So they can see what dates are available and things like that. Mm. And I see, I mean, I follow you on Instagram. So what are other ways that they can uh, follow you? Uh, Instagram, you know, I have both the my books page and then mine. I'm at the real Shay Mac, and then on Facebook, I have Sharon McDougal Modern Day Hidden Figure page. I have Suit Up for Launch with Shay page, and then my personal page. And then on uh, the TikTok, which I don't do a whole lot, but I'm trying to get better. I'm on there as Suit Up for Launch with Shay as well. And on uh, Twitter, I'm not as active on Twitter as I need to be, but I, I'm, I'm getting better there too. I'm mainly on Facebook and Instagram, but on Twitter, I am McDougal underscore Sharon. And it'll be that same little picture with the orange little outfit on, the little helmet, <laughs> to make it easy for people to spot me. Now, LinkedIn, I, you know, I got on my modern day uh, hitting no more t-shirt. I didn't put the little orange right. suit. It's more of a professional page. But I'm Is on that there your too. shirt? Uh, actually, my friend Crystal of Mommy and Me the Listers, she made that for me and gifted it to me. It said "Hitting No More." Oh. Yeah, I was like, ah. yeah. and she also made yeah, this one for me. Oh, 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 oh nice! My book, my book on it. Yeah, ain't that cute? And my name down the side, so cute. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, when I first got so- started, she was thinking about me. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Amazing, you have friends like that, right? So what what do you see? I mean, I, it doesn't sound like you're about to stop anytime soon. So what no, do you see? I plan on uh, this is going to be a series. She'll be suiting up to dive, suiting up to fight fire. She'll be suiting up to do everything, not just suiting up for launch. So yes. uh, that's coming. That's coming. I'm trying to get my illustrator lined out. So I might have to. I might have to. You know, look elsewhere. But Shay might even have a little brother come along, and, and he'll be suiting up for some stuff. So the series will continue. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. I will continue speaking. And pl- please go to my website and book me, everyone. I mean, I'll do everything from reading to girl. I've read the Girl Scout troops, and they got their author meet an author badge. Or they can get their science STEM badge. So that's another way. Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, you can get a badge by having anybody an author out. I just ask that they buy a book. That's all I asked for. I didn't ask for a speaker fee or nothing. So I asked oh. them to buy a book. They, they earn their badge. Here, oh, here it is right here. This is a little badge the Girl Scouts earned. I don't know if you could tell that light. They met an author. Yes, it's author. Yeah. <laughs> so they earned it to put on their little vest, meet an author. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they also have a science badge, but I think they had already had that one when I, by the time I read to them. But anything, uh, youth group, any type of youth groups, I'll, I'll read to. I'll read to grown-ups, girls. Stop playing. Oh, matter of fact, <clears throat> I still have some of these books available. I'm part of uh, the Fearless Women Rock anthology. So it's 12 oh, okay. women. 12 women uh, they have a chapter in this book. My book is Does God Love Me? As I mentioned to you earlier, I didn't think he loved me. Mm-hmm. And you can order this book from me by contacting me as well. And it's $20, though. It's, it's not 15 like Shay. And that's not including... Said, it's 20 Yeah, It's not including shipping right. and tax, though. So keep that in right. mind. I'll mail it to you. But it, I still have some copies of this one. And it's on Amazon as well, but on Amazon, I don't get anything from it because it's not my own book, you know? I was just about to say, how do they uh, buy that book as well? Contact me. You can do it through social media, on my website. I don't have a book on my website because it's all about Shay. <laughs> so, yeah, you can get this book by contacting me through any of those social media platforms or my email that I gave earlier. 
Okay. I have about, looks like about 15 copies of it left. And oh, okay. conferences, contact me. I can have a vendor table. I can speak, of course, you know, for a fee. I mean, right. it's, it's just not, it's just not about uh, Shay. You know, I could, I, um, my story is very inspirational and I, I try to share and I'll share more details depending on the audience. Of course, you know, if it's women, I'll, you know, delve a little deeper. Right. About some things that we go through and, you know, for children, of course, I don't do all of that. Talk about that kind of stuff, you know, it depends on the audience. So I'm, I'm diverse. I can, you know, switch it up and do what I need to do for the audience. And I'm usually a lot of fun, so it won't be boring. <laughs> right. It won't be boring yes. when science talk. <laughs> It'll be fun. So well, I look forward cool. to hearing from uh, any of your fans out there to connect with me on uh, social media. Looking forward to yes. it. Yes. Yes, I plan on sharing this with I appreciate it. That uh, yeah, the people uh, I've been working with at NASA because we're trying to bring this or NASA Ames because we're trying to bring this yeah. hands-on program to kids in Oakland. Oh, and so yeah, I'll be yeah, definitely sharing this with them. Tell them the bookmaker or book me. I'll, I'll come yeah. out to Oakland. You know I'm gonna say something. Come on, right? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know I'm gonna say something. Say a little. I got something to. for your sister. Right. I got to. I got to. Thank you, girl. <laughs> but um, you know, thank you for taking the time out. I know you in Central uh, Time, oh, okay. so you later than us. Yeah, I knew that ahead of time. I was just picking on you. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy, always enjoy talking and meeting meeting new people, making new connections. You know, you never know, right? When our paths, you never through. know. Yes, you never know. That's right. Um, but. Yes, is before we head out, and you don't have to like log out as soon as I end. But okay. before we head out, uh, is there any last thing you want the audience to know or inspirational words? Yes, I want the audience to know that it's never too late, and don't be afraid to fail because if you're not failing, you're not trying, and you can always learn from failure, so you know what not to do the next time, right? And to always, always choose to be happy. That's one of my main things. No matter what's going on, choose to be happy because it's so easy to, to get lost in the depths of despair and not come back out of it. You know, you can, it's okay to it's okay to feel bad and feel sorry, but don't dwell in it. Come up out of that and get on to the next thing. And that's that's my words of wisdom for today. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so <laughs> much for taking the time out tonight and. Thank you for those who joined in. Um, I know more people will watch and listen to it later, but yeah. I appreciate the ones that did check in today. And uh, make sure you guys have an awesome Wednesday. And until next time, have a good night. Bye.